Luke 22. You ready? Verse 47. While it was still speaking, a crowd came up, and the man who was called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He approached Jesus to kiss him, but Jesus asked him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? When Jesus' followers saw what he was going to happen, they said, Lord, should we strike with our swords? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. But Jesus answered, no more of this. And he touched the man's ear and healed him. And Jesus said to the chief priests and the officers of the temple guard and the elders who came for him, am I leading a rebellion that you've come with swords and clubs? Every day I was with you in the temple courts and you did not lay a hand on me. But this is your hour when darkness reigns. Verse 54 then seizing him, they led him away and took him to the house of the high priest. And Peter followed at a distance. And when some of them had kindled the fire in the middle of the courtyard and had sat down together, Peter sat down with them. A servant girl saw him seated there in the firelight. She looked closely at him and said, this man was with him, but he denied it. Woman, I don't know him, he said. A little later, someone else saw him and said, you're one of them. He said, man, I am not, Peter replied. About an hour later, another asserted, certainly this fellow is with him, for he is a Galilean. And Peter replied, man, I don't know what you're talking about. Just as he was speaking, cock-a-doodle-doo, the rooster crowed. Verse 61, the Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord spoken to him before the rooster crows today. You'll disown me three times. And he went outside and whipped, wept bitterly. He didn't whip, that's for sure. He wept, wept bitterly. Let's pray. Father, thank you for what you're going to do, for what you did all day long. What an amazing day in your presence. We thank you, Lord, for your word that truly is a lamp unto our feet and a light upon our path. We ask that you would move in great power tonight. Lord, that you would touch every man and every woman and every child in the brief moments that I share your word, that we'd be forever changed. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I have uh, many rooster stories. Many, many, maybe you do too. Um, we lived in Hawaii for some 14 years. And Hawaii has a lot of chickens. Um, maybe you're aware of that, maybe you aren't. There is a, a certain group of people that likes to have chicken fights. It's a, a real popular pastime. In fact, it's a lot of gambling and things that go on. But there are different hurricanes, Hurricane Aniki and different ones that came through the islands. Uh, many of these roosters and chickens were, were escaped from their rooster farms and basically populated in an incredible way. And uh, they live in trees to get away from their, from predators, mongoose and such. And uh, on the island of Kauai, where I lived for three years, we had more roosters. I think they have more roosters and chickens per capita than any other island in the Hawaiian island chain. Now, I, I, I don't care for roosters. I mean, I like them, but I also have had times wanted to kill them and, in fact, have killed them before. This rooster that crows, this prophetic rooster, the cock-a-doodle-doo, at the word of the Lord, wakes Peter up and he comes back to his senses. It was like the alarm clock of the fulfillment of the prophetic word. A word of warning to Peter, but he failed. Roosters for us are, if I could make the application, they could be circumstances, they could be situations, they could be people. My wife is, is a wake-up call to me at times. I'm certainly not going to call her a rooster even though she stepped out of the building, but I'm just saying. <laughs> She's been used like that to wake me up like, hey, stop that, your attitude's off. How many of you are thankful for the roosters in your life? You're thankful for those who bring the cock-a-doodle-doo to wake you up out of your stupidity. How many of you are thankful for that? 
I know we don't like them. We want to we want to eat them. We want to take care of it. We want them not to make any more noise. But thank God for, for those who've been used to warn us. A spouse, a pastor maybe, a leader. Circumstances. Peter denied Jesus. And uh, we do have notes for you, and so we'll encourage you to fill those in. Peter denied Jesus. The, the rooster crowing brought Peter back to his senses, brought Peter back to his reality. So this powerful text helps us to navigate uh, in our life. And so let's take a look at it. On many levels, God's speaking to us here. So as a look at the text, brief, brief summary. The Last Supper has taken place, and they've, they've gone to, to Gethsemane, and they're there. And Jesus tells the disciples, can you, Terry, wait, watch with me for an hour and pray. But they can't. They fall asleep, and it's really a picture of the church and how the church falls asleep and doesn't go to prayer in some of the most intense times. And we are in a time like that. We are in a time when it's not time to rest on your laurels. It's not, it's not business as usual. It's time to wake up and to, to get into the house of prayer and to get praying. And I'm so thankful, uh, Pastor Barry, for you taking a team of people over there. And I'm thankful for our times of prayer that we have here at the church, seven days a week we have prayer. One day it will be seven, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. So Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane, and uh, they can't stay awake. And a large crowd, in fact, if you go back and you look at this, this is told in the, in the Gospels, while he's speaking, verse 47, a crowd, oiklos is the Greek, it's not just a crowd. Like we could say we have a crowd right now. There's a crowd here. The crowd that he's talking about is hundreds and hundreds of armed soldiers. You, you do a study on where they came from and this, this tower, the citadel that they came of. It's Roman soldiers. It's temple guards. I mean, it's like they, they come in hundreds and hundreds of people come to take Jesus. You think they're nervous about something. Every other time they tried to get him, he'd slip through the crowd, he'd walk on the water, he fed the 5,000, he fed the 4,000, and they come to get Jesus. And the, the joke is, it doesn't matter how big a crowd they had, if Jesus didn't want to be get, he wouldn't have been going to be God. Because he's God. But apparently the time had come. Sort of amazing. And uh, Judas comes and he, he betrays Jesus with a kiss. And uh, Peter's there, and it's like while they're asking, you know, should we use our swords at this time? And he takes off the servant's ear. Now, you got to know that he didn't come with the sword, Pastor Kirsten, and try to take his ear off. That, that's not how Peter, Peter didn't do anything like that. Peter was like, broad sword, kind of coming across, I don't know what kind of sword it was, but I mean, he came across, I think Marcus was like, ah, and he took his ear off this way. I think that's what happened. I don't think it was a little, uh. Jesus puts his ear back on. I, I, I love that. I really do. Verse 51 says, no more of this. It's, you know, I'm, I'm I love our military. And before I moved to Alaska, I could say that I loved our military, but now I really do. It's not that I didn't love them before, but by comparison, I didn't. Because we never had, as I pastored in other places, we never had so many servicemen as we do here. And some of them drive for an hour to come to church. And I've gotten to know these. We've become friends with colonels and people that have come through in the 425th and And we've cried tears and wept over death and victories. And, you know, that's just, it gotten in, in my heart. And then God has sent us people like Sergeant Bobby Edwards who sit with me on the front row and he's heading back, he's heading back home tomorrow morning. And, you know, you get to hear the stories about what they've been through. And I just love our military. I really do. And one of the things, yeah, go ahead. 
I think we ought to, we're going to clap. We ought to stand up. Come on, come on. You can do a little bit better than that. Thank God for our servicemen. Come on. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for all of you serve. Thank you for all the veterans. This text, is, this text is profound because it really differentiates, if you can think about it this way, between Islam and Christianity. Because Islam spreads its lies through subjugation, through death, through the sword. But that is not how Christianity is spread. You could conquer a whole nation, you can't make them be Christians. Because Christianity is something that comes from the heart. It's a, it's a believing, it's a faith that Jesus died and rose again, and it's repenting. And this picture of Jesus and how he puts the, the ear back on repudiates the use of the sword to advance his kingdom. And as I was studying and meditating and thinking about all this in my office just before tonight, I began to think about our military and, and war. And... Um, you know, should there be war? It's a rhetorical question. Ask yourself that question. Is war, is war right before God? Is it, is, it, is it okay for our military to go and kill people? Now, before you just say no, or that's murder, or some other ignorant thing like that, you have to understand that it's a, there's, a, there's an issue of justice. You cannot allow a Hitler to reign. You cannot allow evil to work its way in the earth and i'll tell you something america's got a lot of problems and it's certainly it's certainly got more problems than probably most of us know but if it wasn't for america i want to tell you something we would have great great pains through the earth and, and a far deeper brighter broader wider level than we do now this is the time jesus said when when darkness reigns the Idi Amin's of Uganda, the killing fields of Cambodia, the Nazis, and you, you think on and on and on. And so one of the things I wondered, and I talked to Sergeant and, and um, some others, is what do they teach you in the military so that your heart's all right with God to go into war and kill somebody? haven't come really to the, to the end of that question. You're fighting for your country, and hopefully your country's led by the Lord. But we cannot allow people to come up on our soil and kill our babies and take our wives, and we will not allow them to knock down our towers. We will not allow for terrorism to, to torment us, and we, we will not allow that. that. That cannot happen, you understand. But the kingdom doesn't expand that way. Oh, we'll have war. There'll be more wars. I pray that they're done righteously. I was encouraged to read as Bobby Edwards enlightened me on the Geneva Convention and the rules of engagement. Of course, Islam doesn't obey any of that. You know, there's, you understand that. There's, there's rules of engagement for our military. There's rules that they fight, but that, that, that those don't apply over there. But Jesus says, no, no, not the sword. That's not how my kingdom advances. And he puts the ear back on on, uh, on his head. So it's kind of amazing because that is how the kingdom of God expands through healing and through forgiveness, not through killing somebody. The time when darkness reigns, I, uh, there in verse 53, every day I was with you in the temple courts and I did not, you did not lay a hand on me, but this is the hour when darkness reigns. And it is fascinating to me that Jesus could have just went, you know something, you guys are bugging me. Let's have some sheep kebabs or something. I, I, I don't know. We just could have wiped him out in a moment. And in fact, it says I could have called on 12 legions of angels. Wow. We see three betrayers here, Judas, the religious leaders, and Peter. And each of the betrayers had a reason for betraying the, the king of kings. Of course, religious leaders didn't see him as the king of kings. Judas probably knew he was the king of kings. And Peter definitely did. Each had a different reason for betraying. Judas betrayed for money. And I've preached messages on this Judas Iscariot, perhaps one of the dagger men. 
I think that Judas just thought, you know something? Let me make a little money on the side. And then Jesus is going to slip right through like he did all the other times. And it ain't no big deal. He held the money bag. He had a greed problem. So he sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. And he betrayed him for money. The religious leaders betrayed Jesus for, for power. Because it, he was getting way too powerful for them. They were losing their grip of control of people. And they said, we have got to do away with this man. So for power, they, they killed him. Peter failed due to his pride. Jesus said, all's going to fall away. And Peter said, not me, Jack. I ain't going to fall away. And so Jesus said, oh yeah, you will, actually. By the time the rooster crows, you'll deny me three times. And Peter says, no, no, not me. I'm ready to go and die with you. But he was wrong. He had a pride problem. There's certain things that Peter did, the way in which he lived, made him a candidate for sifting. Jesus said to him, Satan desires to sift you, but I've prayed for your faith that your faith may not fail. Listen, some of you are making yourself a candidate for being sifted. I was talking to somebody over this past week, and they were going through a real challenging time. Now, I know they need to be here. Okay, they didn't come. How do I know? Because I looked. I paid close attention. I've got eyes. People are looking. Have you seen? Have you seen? No, nobody's seen. They didn't come. They're not here tonight. If you're here, would you raise your hand? If you're not here yet, would you, would you come on in soon? So even though they're going through this incredible difficulty, even though they're going through this incredible pain, even though they're facing circumstances that are absolutely impossible in the natural, they still don't come to hear the word of the Lord, to get encouraged, to get refreshed, to get strengthened, to hear God's word and to receive the power of the Holy Spirit in a fresh dimension to walk in victory. And so the sifting will continue for them. I pray not. Sometimes I just want to pray that people have problems so they come back to church. I don't pray that. Pastor Karen, on the other hand, no. <laughs> Peter failed due to his pride. Something in his life made him a candidate for sifting. You don't want things in your life that are going to make you a candidate to be sifted. In marriages, I see that. I see pride in marriages and people going through things that they don't need to go through it if they would just humble out. The end result of the betraying that takes place from these three different groups of people. Judas kills himself. And, and, and it says, it, it says in, in one of the Gospels that he hung himself. It says in another that he burst open in, in, the, in a keldama, the field of blood. Lightfoot, a scholar, said that, um, that's so cool. Does anybody else see that? Yeah, Lightfoot says that, uh, that he hung himself and then, And then he burst open when he fell, being bloated. That's all I'll talk about that. So it's, it's really most likely both. Judas kills himself. The religious leaders kill Jesus. And judgment comes on them. Uh, ultimately, they're destroyed by the Romans. And Peter repents and ends up becoming the key leader for the church. The rock, if you will. God's speaking to us very simply tonight. Jesus continually attempted to warn those who would betray him. He warned Judas. He warned Peter. He warned the religious leaders. You see, God doesn't want you to fail. God doesn't want you to fail. He wants you to make it. He wants you to be an overcomer. He wants to bless you and help you and strengthen you and heal you. He wants to use you. He doesn't want you to hear, and then you're like, oh, snap, I should have gone to church. Should have been reading my Bible. Should have been living right. The rooster, the cock-a-doodle-doo is a signal for Peter. 
to wake him up. And it's a signal for us tonight. For every boy and girl, every man, woman, and child, it's a signal for you. To wake up Peter out of his self-absorption and to wake you up out of your self-absorption too. To wake me up out of my self-absorption. Peter thought he was the greatest. He thought he's the one who's never going to deny the Lord. I'll go if I have to die with you. I'll go with you. We all have a problem of thinking that we have, you know, that we're more important maybe than somebody else. That's called pride. As I said in a recent message, pride's like bad breath. You're usually the last one to find out that you have it. This signal, this rooster showed that Jesus had all authority. I mean, it had to blow the mind of Peter. I mean, he's and the torment, I, I don't know if you've ever been through that kind of torment where, where it's just, it's all going wrong and you know you're doing the wrong thing, but then it just continues. I, the text says about an hour later. I want to tell you that is an hour of hell for Peter. Because he's like, man, I've denied him. I said it would never do it. I already did it twice. I'm not going to do it again. I'm going to serve him. I mean, the Lord will forgive me. I mean, I'm trying to stay here. I'm sure he justified in his mind, you know. Well, I, I, I denied him, but I, in my heart, I, I'm really not denying him. I, I really love him. The Lord knows that. The Lord knows. The Lord knows. And about an hour goes by, and then somebody asks him again. He's like, I don't even food know the food man. Now, this is a picture is that he, like, cursed and everything. And then can you imagine that? Can, can you imagine Jesus? looks at him right after the rooster crows. And he went outside and he, he wept bitterly. My, my, my. It showed that Jesus has all authority. He has all authority. He tapped the rooster so it would crow on cue. He's the God of roosters. He knows how to get a hold of your husband. He knows how to get his attention. He knows how to get a hold of He knows how to get the attention. Come on, Minister Ava, give me an amen. 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 He knows how. He knows how to get a hold of your, your, your wife. Thank you, Brother No. I heard that. Glory to God. God knows everything. He's God. And he can speak to somebody, touch somebody. Come on, he can, he can do it. God has all authority. Come on. Jesus has all authority. What's he have? So when that rooster crowed, it was God saying, I'm still in control. Oh, the, 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 the Son of God is being crucified. And when the rooster crows and Jesus looks, he's like, oh, it just looks like I'm in trouble. I ain't in trouble. Oh, it just looks like it's over. It ain't over. I'm in control. As he's being, beginning to be crucified, whipped, judged. This weight of the sin of the world coming upon him. And, he, and the rooster crows is saying, oh, I know exactly what I'm doing. That's a comforting thing to me. It's a comforting thing to me to know that he has all authority. And that he's still in control. Now, roosters are known for ushering in a new day. But if you've lived in Hawaii, you'll know that they, they crow any stinking time they want to. And I thought, Lord, what's up with that? Well, it's a new day somewhere in the earth, so they'll crow in the middle of the night. A new day starts any time after 1 or 2 in the morning. Usually hear them around midnight or one, but after that, it's all fair game. They can, they can crow and cock-a-doodle-doo at any time. But it's a picture of the new day. You know, you, you see the cartoon, and there's a rooster. I should have sent that video to our, I should have sent, no, I'm not doing that again. I should have sent the video to our media department. I have a, a video of a rooster crowing in our backyard before we killed it amazing but it's a picture of a new day come on someone say it's a new day God brings roosters to warn us 
He brings people to warn us, and if we'll heed the warning and wake up, it can be a new day. Listen, today is the first day of the rest of your life. You can, you can walk in newness of life. You don't have to be bound anymore. You don't have to be addicted anymore. You don't have to be depressed anymore. God's in control. Come on, lift your hand and shake it like you're spirit-filled. Hey, spirit fingers. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody say it's a new day. All right. (laughs) Lastly, we must repent. That's what Peter did. Peter repented. You know, thank God for the cock-a-doodle-doo. Thank God for a new day. Thank God that God's in control. Thank God that he sends people to warn the likes of you and me. Thank God that we've got people. Listen, you better have some roosters in your life. You better have some mechanism. Let me say it this way. If you don't have a mechanism of warning you that you're on the road to trouble and destruction, you better get it. you you got to get it. Now, the Holy Spirit, of course, Many times we shut him out when he's speaking to us. But he'll give you a spouse, praise God. And, and she or he better hold your shut-up card so when then you're getting all weird and bent, all torqued, they can go, rrr, rrr, rrr. and you'll be like, oh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Better have somebody in your life that can help you. You know, I am so enjoying, I'm in, in fact, I experience life. I, I want to tell you that I am experiencing life in a way that I just, I just didn't know it was possible. Can I just brag on God for a second? I am so enjoying being a father to that young man over there. You're a joy to be a parent to. You're a joy. Watch you play the drums. I just sit there. I just want to burst. I'm like, come on. Hit those things harder. Hallelujah. And to me, he's the greatest drummer in the world. How many of you know you ought to think that about your babies? You ought to think that about your boy, about your... your, Your kids need to hear that from you. You rock. I'm so proud of my daughter on the dean's list and all of that. I'm crazy about my wife. My wife is the finest. He said, no, my wife is the finest. Good, you ought to say that. I'm just telling you, my wife is amazing. She can cook. She can bring home the bacon, and she can fry it up in a pan. No, no, she brings home bacon, too. Let me tell you right now. And I work for bacon. Does anybody else work for bacon? I'm experiencing this amazing life and life abundant with my staff. And I don't even like to say that. We're family. We're family. And I'm finding myself as I watch these preachers and John and different ones and Brother Toby, different preachers over the weekend. And I'm just sitting back going, man, this is like too good to be true. Amazing. Amazing preachers. Amazing. Pastor Kirsten, I love you, man. You're a great man of God. I'm so thankful for you. You're a great example of a father to the whole congregation. And Minister Kimmy, you're a great mother. You guys are amazing. You're amazing. You're making an impact in the, in the body. Listen, if you want to look and, and, no pressure, want to look and see what it is to model a healthy family, you can look around at the Davises and the others that are leading their families. I found myself, man, just going, is this, I had to pinch myself today. Place was jam-packed and electric with God's power. And I'm just thinking, man, this is amazing. How did this happen? I find myself weeping sometimes. And I'm like, how did God do this? I think back at the times when I was a total moron. I might, might, might be partial moron now, but I was total back then. And somehow through, somehow by the grace of God, when the rooster crowed, I was able to turn back and go, okay, now. Okay, 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 reevaluate. Listen, 
Roosters, warnings, circumstances, the scripture of the Holy Spirit, your spouse, your kids. My son rebukes me. And so he should. He does it, he does it well. Dad. <laughs> How many of you know that's a good thing? The roosters in your life. I would not be where I am right now, and I've got a, a forgetting that which lies behind, I press on to the high calling of God. I don't, I don't claim to have attained anything other than God is good, and he's doing something amazing in my life, and he's doing something amazing in your life, and God will give you roosters. Don't kill them. <laughs> Repent. Get back on track. Don't betray Jesus, and then weep bitterly when you're an old man. Because you didn't go to church, you didn't listen to your pastor, you didn't listen to your life group leader. You weren't, you weren't a part of, 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 of yielding to your, you, you were a part of yielding to your fallen human nature and you didn't allow the Holy Spirit to make you big and strong and learn the word and grow in the word and go to prayer so that when the time of darkness reigns, you fail, you crumble. You don't want to be like that. You, you want to fulfill God's call and purpose. Stand up on your feet, put your hands together for God. Come on, put your hands together for Jesus. It's a brand new day. Lord, we thank you for your word. It's a lamp unto our feet and a light upon our path. And we give you all the credit and the, and the praise and the glory. I ask now, Holy Spirit, that you would come and that you would put your finger on things that are problems for us that we might not be aware of in my own life. Reveal to me. Come on, ask God to do that. Ask Him to do it. Ask Him to reveal to you. Where are you jacked up? That pride problem that you had. The lust problem you're struggling with. I'm not looking at anybody. I'm looking into the lights. The pornography issue. Where are you at with God? Where? Hello? Hello? Where are you? Peter! Where are you? Where are you at? Just start repenting right now. Go ahead. Come on, you're the, you're, you're the priest over here. You don't, you, don't need a, you don't need a mediator except Jesus. You talk to Jesus right now. You tell him. He's the one that died for you. Thank God for pastors. Thank God for elders. Thank God for leaders. But you have your own relationship with Jesus. You talk to him right now. Ask God to forgive you. Come on. All of us need to do it. Lord, we repent. Wash us, cleanse us. Show us. We don't want to be sifted. And Lord, we thank you that you are in control of every infinitesimal detail in our lives. Hallelujah. I want to go all the way with you, Lord. I want to go all the way with you. The cross before me, the world behind me. I want to go all the way with you, Lord. I don't want to be ensnared. I'm not going to go back. I want to go all the way with you, Jesus, Jesus. You know my rising up. You know my setting down. Search me. Search me. Search me, oh God. Search me, oh God. Search me. I don't want to be sifted. I want to go all the way, all the way, all the way with you, Lord. Bring a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of God that I might know the hope of your calling. What is the glorious riches of your inheritance in the saints? I want to go all the way with you, God. Want to go all the way with you? Want to go all the way, 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 all the way with you? All the way with you. Cross before me, the world behind me. Cross before me, the world behind me. Cock-a-doodle-doo. All the way.
Come on, a moment longer. I didn't preach long. It's 7.34. Almost done. I know you got school tomorrow. you got work tomorrow. Not going to go long, but just take a moment in the presence of God. The presence of God is here. Take a moment in His presence. Examine your heart. Take a moment right now. What's He saying to you? He's encouraging those who feel like, like, man, I, I don't know what to do. How do I change this thing? What am I going to do? God's in control. He's in control. It might look ugly right now, but He can turn it all around. It might look deep and dark. A time when darkness reigns, but, but God before you. Who can be against you? Though the enemy comes in like a flood, God will raise up a standard of righteousness against him. Oh, it might seem like death, but there's a resurrection. You might have a Judas, but if you don't have a Judas, you don't have a fulfillment of all that God... Come on, Judas. They're Judas. It's hard to have a Judas in your life, but many times, you know... That happens. It's all part of your training to rule and reign later on. Gonna go all the way, all the way, all the way with you, Lord. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. Make it a new day right now. Come on, it's morning somewhere. Mercies are new right now. Come on, start over, start playing. We pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to you, Lord. are you, Lord. Come on, all the kids, sing it with us.
Go ahead, we'll wait a second. Pray this with me right out loud. Say, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you sent your Son to die on a cross and on the third day rose again from the grave in accordance with the Scriptures. I believe that. And I ask you tonight to forgive me for all of my sin. Come into my life. Come into my heart and be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash me. Cleanse me. Make me new. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. Lift your hands as a sign of surrender to God. Holy Spirit, I pray. You fill right now. God wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit. The evidence of speaking in tongues. He wants to give you power to be a witness for Him. Come on, just let Him fill you right now. Holy Spirit, come and fill. Fill right now. Be filled right now. Be filled right now. In the name of Jesus. Be filled in Jesus' name. Bondages break. Chains break. Addiction breaks. Those struggling in with suicide, suicidal thoughts, it breaks now. Every bondage, every curse broken by the blood of Jesus. We declare it. We declare clean, healed, and whole for the glory of God. Come on, sing. It's your breath. It's your breath. Welcome to the family of God. So we pour out our praise. Pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to you, Lord. It's your breath. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise to your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to you, Lord. The Lord has called you to full-time ministry, and you know it. He spoke to you at camps. He's spoken to you in your bed. You've heard it from your mom. you heard it from your dad. And I confirm to you again that God has called you into ministry. There is going to be a wild evangelist anointing upon your life. You are going to speak, preach, pray, and prophesy, and you be mightily used amongst your generation. I'm going to guard you, and I'm going to protect over you, and I'm, I'm going to give you friends, and I'm, I'm going to make a way for you in your education. And I have even entered you in to the school of the Spirit, says the Lord. It's already begun. It's already begun at home. And I'm opening your eyes, and it's not going to be a scary thing. I'm opening your ears. You're going to hear my voice at the next level. And as you share with your mom and dad, it'll be pieces of, pieces of the puzzle that the family doesn't quite have. You're unique, a unique family called of God. My hand's upon you, says the Lord. I'm filling you. I'm touching. Wow. We want to take just a few moments with you right up front here. We've got some leaders going to help you and, and, and just help you. I'm going to flow in the Holy Ghost just for a moment. Pastor Vince, if you would orchestrate that. The Lord shows me something for you, sir. I don't think we've met before. Hi. What's up? Have we met? Okay, Pastor Daniels, my name. Nice to meet you. Tell me your name. James, the Lord is doing some amazing things. You're, you're, you are rightly named James. And the, God has been doing amazing things in your life. Even tonight, there's been some pieces that have dropped in your heart. You have some tremendous hopes for God. There's been some disappointment that's taken place even in the marketplace, even in your job. It's just like there should have been a promotion or should have been a breakthrough. It just feels like you've run up against a wall over and over and over again. The Lord wants you to know that I've hemmed you in before and behind, that I brought you here tonight, not only to touch and to open your heart, but to bring healing to you as you are a key player in your entire family. And I'm going to cause a wave of my healing not only to come upon you, even tonight you're going to return home as you lie down, you put your bed, your head down to, to rest. I'm going to begin to speak to you. I'm going to release dreams to you, and I'm going to comfort you. And I see like a, 
like a chain effect of dominoes, I see God touching your whole family. There's been some that have really stuck and really challenged, and God is going to bring the breakthrough for them. I'm unlocking some of the things that have been locked up for you, and I'm causing peace to come to your heart, to come to your mind. It's, it's just like you figured by now that you would be in a different place, doing something different or having greater success. So the Lord has you, James, and he's carving out a place for you beside the pool, beside the river. The Lord is my shepherd. He's a good shepherd. He's becoming your shepherd, and he's going to lead you, guide you, and direct you, put you right where you need to be. There's hope for you and your family. Amen. Did you Amen. receive that? Awesome. Praise God. It's your breath. In our lungs, so we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise, your breath. In our lungs, so we pour out We're going to close our service tonight. Minister Ava, are you in the house? Yes, sir, right behind you. Oh, hi. Would you come? We have prayer teams and presbytery teams uh, going to come up front. All of the kids, thank you for coming. And uh, we're so glad you came to Sunday night. Did you get something? Cock-a-doodle-doo, all right? You get something, you take it home. Go preach it to somebody else. Invite people, will you? Invite people Wednesday. It's going to be amazing. You don't want to miss that. Please keep in prayer our property. The poor, the concrete poor, 51,000 square feet starts tomorrow morning at 4 a.m. And please just extend your hands and shout and sing praises all day long towards that property. They'll pour it by Wednesday. It'll be done. We let it cure and we start putting up our building. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. It's amazing. God is great. Let me bless you. Presbytery teams, would you come? Let's close in prayer. Father, thank you for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're going to do. I pray that you would bless your people. Bless us, oh God. Cause your face to shine upon us. Lift up your countenance towards us, Lord. Be gracious to us, keep us, and give us peace. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.